Welcome to the Markeith Brayton Podcast. I am Markeith Brayton, former corporate nine-to-fiver turned lifestyle entrepreneur and personal brand business strategist. Each week, I will bring you inspiring personal development content and transformative interviews of some of today's most sought-after influencers and entrepreneurs who will help you unlock your fullest potential. Thank you for spending time with me today. Now let the class begin. What's going on, everyone? Markeith Brayton here, your host of the Markeith Brayton Podcast. And today we have a special interview episode with someone whom I recently met, actually this year, or maybe it was in 2018. Uh And she's going to be hosting a conference pretty soon. So I thought it would be a great opportunity to do an interview and to learn more about her and to learn more about the conference that she has coming up here in Nashville, Tennessee. And so, Sherelle, thank you for joining me for this episode of the Marquee Brayton Podcast. And thank you for having me. Awesome. I'm excited to be here. And so we always start the podcast off with uh, our guests introducing themselves Mm -hmm. and giving us a little bit of information Mm -hmm. uh, that, you know, an individual may not know about you. Mm -hmm. So first start with a brief summary of your bio, but then what's one thing that most people would not know mm. if they didn't really know you. Didn't know me. Okay. <laughs> so my name again is Sherelle Lands, and I am the CEO and president of Vision Strategy Management. It is a strategic frameworking organization. I like to clarify that it's not just strategic planning. Okay. Um, I'm also the founder of Vision of um, Leading with Feet and a six-time award-winning author. So something that most people would not know about me. Um, I do triathlons, so I am a triathlete. I have my next event coming up in September in Miami, and I'm super excited about it. So I'm speaking to a triathlete (laughs) today and an entrepreneur. So, you know, I love entrepreneurship. I am five years into being an entrepreneur, only a year and a half full time. Mm Uh, tell me, what do you love about entrepreneurship? Or the better question I'd like to ask mm-hmm. is, when did you fall in love with entrepreneurship? Mm-hmm. Full time <laughs> or in general? Just in okay, general. Okay, so I have been an entrepreneur since I was in grade school, only okay. I didn't know it. Awesome. I, I had my own business then. It, at that point in time, it was um, frozen cups. Mm. I was selling frozen cups and I sold candy and things of that nature. I worked corporate for 13 years and then recently went out on my own as of last year full time. However, similar to you, I've been I've been in business for five years, building client base revenue, all of that. Mm -hmm. I fell in love with it, I would say, when I was a a child, just didn't know. Nice, nice. Mm -hmm. And so what does entrepreneurship provide Mm -hmm. for you that you felt like you didn't get when you were in corporate America? For me, it's the ability to be my best self every day, Mm -hmm. the ability to really impact lives. Mm -hmm. So I have this thought about robbing the graveyard and Mm -hmm. Les Brown talks a lot about that. For me, it's about helping people live their best self by using my tools and my skills and resources to do that. So entrepreneurship does that for me. Yeah. You know, as I was thinking about when I first fall in love with entrepreneurship, I don't know that I ever did fall in love with entrepreneurship. Um, the, the fortunate blessing was that I was actually laid off my job yeah. in 2014, which helped me to develop a different mindset of what was possible for me. Mm-hmm. 
And so I was more so ushered into entrepreneurship versus having the idea or the mindset that I was going to be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. However, even while I was in corporate America, I had always done motivational speaking on college campuses as well as uh, I'm a minister of the gospel. And so I had plenty of opportunities to preach in churches and do workshops. And I figured that if that was my most innate gift and people were already investing Mm -hmm. in me to do those things, how could I possibly turn that into a business? And so here we are five years later doing coaching and speaking and, you know, helping others, like I like to say, shine their light. That's right. right. Shine their light because we all have a light uh, to shine. And so tell us a little bit more about vision strategy management. Mm -hmm. So as an organization, we do a few things. Okay. The goal is really to help businesses and people be successful from a productivity and profitability standpoint. Mm-hmm. But in order to really do that, you have to be like what you said, you got to shine the light. You got to understand what's within. Mm-hmm. And what I find and my organization finds is a lot of times we start working with businesses and then we have to take a step or two back mm-hmm. just to spend time really helping the person understand themselves yes. first because that's what you pour into the business. And so Mm -hmm. VSM or vision strategy management is aimed at helping organizations from a strategic perspective of building. And what we provide is services, tools, resources, and kind of the conduit by which businesses can do that. Nice, nice. Mm -hmm. And so have you always been the consultant teaching type uh, Mm -hmm. even when you were working in corporate uh, were you doing uh, workshops or personal Mm -hmm. development trainings uh, when you were working in corporate i started doing workshops when i was 15. nice and at that age i managed um i was over a group for the florida bahamas and youth in six states Mm -hmm. basically putting together programming and really helping people pioneer themselves that carried on into college, that carried on into the workplace. So it's always been the thread um, that has been woven through the fabric of my being. Mm -hmm. I didn't really see it until 2000 and um, I want to say 13. And it was a 4 a.m. walk (laughs) with the dog. Don't ask me why I was out there. (laughs) But um, that's when I began to really see the weave in my life. So it's always been there. I just didn't see it in the front because I my natural tendency is to be kind of behind the scenes I'll do it I'll be out front when I have to or whatnot but my natural tendency is to be the kind of the coach in the background nice 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 being the coach you know a lot of people don't fully understand the concept of coaching especially you know as a profession Uh, I know that sometimes it takes a little bit of prodding and educating on how coaching can assist a person, whether that be in their career or in their business. Uh, What are your thoughts around why individuals, whether they are corporate uh, professionals or entrepreneurs or small business owners, Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts around why people need coaching? Mm -hmm. There's three aspects, if I can elaborate that. I truly believe people need a mentor, a sponsor, and Mm -hmm. a coach. Mm -hmm. The mentor is someone that knows the environment or the area that you're trying to go, so to speak. So they know 
the landmines. They can be able to say, hey, these are some of the things to consider about the space. They may not know you personally. Then you have a sponsor and that's someone that's willing to kind of raise their hand. They know enough about you and they know about your credibility to put their reputation on the line behind you. The coach is really unique and different because they are the person who is who are typically willing to get behind you and make you aware of your blind spots mm -hmm. and the things that you don't know about yourself. Because I think that as we go through life, we pick up things. Right. And a lot of the times there are things that we may not need to pick up, mm -hmm. just kind of leave, but becomes some residue. And I think the right coach helps you to understand that depth about yourself and what those things are that prohibit you from getting where you need to be. Yeah. I'd like to always share a philosophy or concept that I learned some time ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and listening to Les Brown, I'm a big Les Brown yes. uh, fan per se. Yes. I'm a big uh, T.D. Jakes follower. I, I love yes. speakers who have the ability to draw you in with story, but yet also to uh, cause a little conviction so mm -hmm. that you shift in your mindset. And I remember Les Brown saying that it's hard to see the picture when you're in the frame. Mm -hmm. That's right. And so I like to share with people that what coaching does for you yeah. is to give you a perspective of somebody looking at your picture. Mm -hmm. That's right. And they get the opportunity to share with you what they see, both physically as well as internally, or I'd like to say spiritually. Yeah. So that either you need to come up to that greater potential mm, right. or that you begin to recognize some of the habits that are holding you back. That's right. uh, when it comes to mentoring, I like to use the, the philosophy that mentoring is the opportunity for men to tour. Mm. And what does that mean? That means that they have an opportunity. When you think about going on a tour, mm -hmm. you, it's, uh, you always have a tour guide that can have a special knowledge about a specific place That's in right. the city. That's right. Well, a mentor should have a special knowledge based on the place that you're trying to, to go. go. That's right. Yeah, I agree. That's you right. know, and so that's the difference between the two. But when we, when we put some financial perspective around mentor versus coaching, mm -hmm. the one thing that I like to use when it comes to the difference between mentoring and coaching is that when you're being mentored, you're subjected to their time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When you're being coached, you're paying for the Your time. time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's true. You know, right, and yeah. so I'm paying the coach to pay attention. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm paying the coach for the time to share or really for the opportunity to come behind the scenes to learn some things mm -hmm. that might help me expeditiously that if I try to do it on my own, it'd take you longer. It'd take me longer. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. a good analogy. So I, I really, you know, love the coaching profession, profession and yeah. has really provided me opportunities that I didn't know that I would have uh, been able to have. That's right. And so let's talk a little bit about your upcoming conference that you're having in Nashville called The Bridge, The Transitioners retreat mm -hmm. let's let's hone in on that word bridge mm -hmm. why did you uh use My that bridge. name yeah. well um a couple of different reasons when you think about going from one place to the next a lot of times especially as people think about 
moving in their life, mm -hmm. you got to be able to cross a plane. And that plane is usually what connects the two is called a bridge. Okay. So for me, the play on the word bridge is really about taking you from where you are to where you aspire to be, but bearing in mind that there's a gap mm -hmm. between the two. Mm -hmm. You can't just jump from one to the next. You can, in theory, but it's really helping you go from one plane to the next, but across a bridge. Right. And so we all understand the concept of a bridge. Mm -hmm. You're on one side, mm -hmm. you have a bridge, mm -hmm. and there's another the side. side. That's right. Now, here's what's interesting that we don't think about. Mm -hmm. uh, when I hear the term bridge and when I conceptually think about bridge, you know, the interesting thing is, is that there are things under the bridge. That's right. The purpose of the bridge is to make the process a little bit easier That's so that you don't have to go through the obstacles right. and the challenges and the things that are under the mm -hmm. bridge. That's right. That's right. That's right. Because otherwise, going back to your previous mm. analogy, it minimizes the gap. It minimizes the gap. The gap is still there, mm -hmm. you know, but the bridge helps you to get there smoother, safer, easier. Yeah. And not only that, it's not a level plane, but typically it's a right. step up. And the second part of the title of the conference is the Transitioners Retreat. So mm -hmm. I'm assuming that this is for individuals who, you know, may be in transition mm -hmm. or... Uh, perhaps thinking about something new in their life, in their corporate life, in their business life. Mm -hmm. And so why target those people, people who are quote unquote in transition? In transition. I'm glad you asked that, Mari, uh, Marquis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm so glad you We're asked that. We're on the Mari Marquis. Povich show today now. <laughs> no, I, I, I apologize. No, you're good. But... The reason why is when you look at, call it Nashville, mm -hmm. as a source, about 80 to 100 people move here a day. Mm. So if you were to do the math over the year, you're talking hundreds of thousands of people, provided that no one leaves, right? Right. Now, one of the things that we don't talk about is how do you help people go from one plane of life to the next? Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, people don't seek out help unless until after they've made the transition and then it's a gradual it's it's kind of an uphill battle it's almost like looking at going using that same analogy you're going from here to there you think that the distance might be two feet it ends up being eight mm -hmm. and you miss and then you have to kind of climb back out the goal is to really help people who are in the space of transition or thinking about transition minimize that by getting answers to commonly asked questions uh, one question I'm constantly asked is, you know, well, how did you know you had enough savings? Mm. How, how did you know you had enough money? Or um, I'm getting ready to make this shift, but the industries are vastly different. What do I need to know? What are those blind spots? And a lot of the times we don't know our blind spots until they're exposed to us or if we are in a season where we have to experience them. And I'm not saying that we can't learn, but what if we had a way to identify what, a, what the common transition points are or common transition needs are in a way that really helps people navigate that successfully. So this year's retreat is all about how to do that. We talk two specific days, that's intentional. The first day is all about deconstruction, tearing down old mentalities, old mindsets. People think that initially when you, you make a transition, you're just gonna go parallel, go uh, vertical to the sky or, or um, ascend on a trajectory, but oftentimes you have to bend 
before you can bounce. It's just mm -hmm. a natural law. And helping people understand that space and that's a part of the process. You going down, having that, call it the hockey stick as I call it, um, trajectory, is more um, realistic. I think the more information that you have on the front end, the better informed and decisions you can make. The more information you have, the better you are informed. Yeah, right. and equipped and we, to make the right decisions. Right, and we live in this information age. There's so much mm -hmm, there information out there, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, you can YouTube, you can Google, mm -hmm. and you can find out just about whatever you want. The difference is, though, is that you don't know if those people that you're getting the information from really have the specialized knowledge, or That's if right. they're just, you know, sharing information that somebody else shared with them. That's right. Right. That's right. And so this is uh, an important conference where you get to hear from individuals who actually are uh, manifesting or acting up on right. or experts in the particular areas for which they're going to be uh, speaking about. Yes. Right. Awesome, mm -hmm. awesome. We have a cross-industry board and that's both people in the field of business as well as corporate, as well as the military. You know, we've got experts to your point. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that the information that you're getting is respected and not only that you have real results and so that's the group that we have put together is a group of the experts that have real results and where you have specific questions like what is that number that or that sweet spot number well we've got financial experts that we're bringing in to help with exactly that good well that was going to be uh my next question you know can you share a little bit about what are some of the topics that are going to be covered at the uh, transitioners retreat. Yes. So going back, so day one is all about deconstruction. We talk about the mindset first. Mm -hmm. We, you know, before you can take on any new challenge, you first, the change first has to happen here. If it doesn't, then you just become, I want to, you know, we'll call it a zombie in the season, mm -hmm. but you just meander through. So we first talk about mindset. Then we talk about all of the common missteps that people have made or common misconceptions about managing a transition every single speaker is coupled and followed by practical workshops to apply so that the uh, the attendees can actually apply the concepts with their respective transition mm -hmm. at the end or the flow of the day we have a resource marketplace with experts that can work one-on-one -on -one with each individual attendee the second day is all about constructing the right way through. So we talk about how do you craft your right mission? How do you create the right why behind your change? And then finally, manifestation. And how do you actually move that thing from a concept, an idea, a thought, to being practical in your transition to right. be successful? And that's where you're closing us out with that. So awesome, I'm super awesome. excited about that. Yeah, and it's funny that you bring that up because as I was thinking about what I would share, um, I like to say God gave me mm -hmm. uh, this. I like to work in acrostics or acronyms when I speak because it makes it a little bit more memorable. Yeah. I always uh, uh, would come across people and say, hey, I remember you speaking somewhere and I still remember that acronym yeah. you gave, you know, keep it simple. And uh, what God gave to me was shine. Mm -hmm. And each letter in shine is a principle uh, for manifestation, is a awesome. principle for you know, creating opportunity for yourself so yeah. that men shall see your good work mm. and glorify your creator or glorify God, which is in heaven. So this is going to be a great, great uh, time That's that exciting. I think they're going to have. Yeah, yeah it's exciting. That's even a great 
play of thinking about shining through your transition. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and learn a little bit more about this upcoming conference. And Sherelle's going to be able to share with you how you'll be able to sign up uh, for this conference that's going to be in August. And then we'll learn just a little bit more about her. We'll be right back. One of the biggest needle moves in my business have been the implementation of funnels. Funnels have allowed me to do so much, like deliver free resources to my audience, helping me to build quality leads. They have also helped me to streamline my sales and online payments with their easy-to-use sales pages and payment gateways. I could have not done any of it without the right software to help called ClickFunnels. With ClickFunnels, you can build landing pages and sales funnels without a programmer and without knowing any code. These funnels walk your visitors through the sale in a way that maximizes conversions and earnings. The great thing about ClickFunnels is that it is just not your funnel building editor. It can also serve as your shopping cart, email autoresponder, membership software, affiliate management system, and so much more. Join over 90,000 entrepreneurs who actively use ClickFunnels to build their businesses by easily getting their message and products out to the world using ClickFunnels. Visit buildwithfunnels.com to start your free 14-day trial today. That's buildwithfunnels.com. All right, welcome back to the second half of the Marquee Brain Podcast as I am interviewing Ms. Sherelle Lons, or Lands, she says. Mm -hmm. And we have been talking about her upcoming conference and, uh, and some about her mm -hmm. as well, but she's gonna be hosting a conference called Bridge, the Transitioners Retreat, mm -hmm. right here in Nashville, Tennessee, That's right. at the Nashville Business Incubation Center. And the date is? August 16th and 17th, okay. and we'll start at 8.30 on the 16th and mm -hmm. end at 4, and then reconvene on the 17th from 8.30 to 4. Great. Uh, so before we took break, you were sharing a little bit about the different topics, different types of speakers mm -hmm. uh, that we were going to have, and you know, it just sounds like it's going to be a great experience for individuals who are currently in their career professions, individuals who uh, maybe uh, small business owners right. or current entrepreneurs. And here's the thing, that you could be in transition at either one of those levels. That's right. Mm -hmm. You could have a business that you know is not serving you well mm -hmm. and wanting to make a transition into a business that serves you well. That's right. Or scaling right. your business. Or scaling your business. Because going from one plane to the next right? requires... you could have reached a plateau. Yeah. Or you could be in a career similar to me back in 2014 where... It's a good career, mm -hmm. great pay, great benefits, but you know you're unfulfilled. Yeah. You know that you're not really in alignment with the thing that you were created to do. You know that your potential is not being tapped mm -hmm. to the degree that it needs to be tapped. That's and right. so you, you're considering a move, you're considering an opportunity that might, you know, place a demand on your potential, I like to say. Mm -hmm. That's right. Right, and mm -hmm. so it's, it's, it's for anyone who's in transition or who feels like they're in transition. That's right, yes. Mm -hmm. And what does that mean to you? To be in transition? Yeah. Shifting. Shifting. Yes. Okay. And that truly means for me, when you shift, you shift from one place mm -hmm. to the next. 
and you can't do that with the same thinking right because the thinking that you're on is you know you know obsolete for where you're going mm -hmm. and it requires doing something different mm -hmm. both physically as well as first in your mind your spirit that whole being i don't even say like the washing of an old self to bring on a new mm -hmm. but it really is when yeah. you shift and you make the decision to um, embrace your transition there are things that you have to cut off and leave behind in order to step into your new That's season good. or your new transition. That's good. And so since we are talking about uh, transition, I think that it's always important for people to understand a little bit how you transition, mm -hmm. right? You know, how are you going to talk about transitioning and you didn't transition or oh, yeah. we don't know about your transition. How, yeah. what qualifies you? Oh my gosh. To talk about transition or to have this conference. Okay, so a couple. <laughs> I'll start with the very first transition that I, in terms of a pivot point moving right. moment in life, that's really what we're talking about is creating these pivot moments. Mm -hmm. For me, it was, um, I remember in a season uh, undergoing a divorce mm -hmm. and I had quit my job, moved my life across the waters to you know, get married and do all of that. And no one ever gets married with the expectation of divorce. Right. For me, it was shifting from that space where it didn't work out, et cetera. One, mm -hmm. being able to forgive myself from the season. Two, I found myself at a gas station at 1030 at night, with 78 cents in my account, mm -hmm. a sick child in the back seat, wailing his head off. And this feeling of just being hopeless and not really knowing where to go or what to do next until I learned how to take deep breaths and think through my steps. Hmm. That was called the first, you know, first area of transition because transition is more than just the professional aspect. It's the personal too. If yes. you don't take care of that first, all of that spills over into your profession and you're not affected. Um, so for me, it was being able to weather that season and climb out of 78 cents to debt free was a journey. But what it was, what it taught me was learning how to be strategic with what I had and knowing how, for me, if I was going to get through that season, it meant shifting my mindset about how I viewed it. And instead of seeing it as, woe is me, this is, um, um, what do you call it, uh, a terrible thing that's happened, accepting it, learning from it, but more so putting the focus back on what I needed to do mm -hmm. to weather through and get to that next season. Um, I can even think about my, my transition out of corporate America. And for me, the reason why I left, you know, which was very different, I had a rocket on my back with a trajectory to, um, I was already in executive level management. And it was because I felt a constant tap from God saying, I know, but I have something else for you. Mm -hmm. And it was through, for me, a series of Oh God, <laughs> months of prayer, months of, are you sure? Months of, you know, that loop of self-questioning, is this the right thing to do? This feels crazy, you know, like you said, got a good paying right. job and all of this. And I was utilizing my skills and being fulfilled with it, but unfulfilled in that I didn't see the legacy behind the use of the day's mm -hmm. skills. Mm -hmm. What was important for me at that time was really being able to use the skills that I had to impact the next generation, to create the legacies that were in place. Um, and for me, transitioning out of that meant 
you know, hey, going from one space to the next, did I have a mentor? No, at that time I didn't, didn't have a coach. The same things that I talked about, the same things that I knew was important in corporate, it was about, excuse me, redefining that in a whole new space. Um, it was about going through the dip, anticipating it, and I'll be completely honest with you, while I did prepare for it, you know, you still go through, right. you know, it's, it sometimes cuts a little bit deeper than you expect. Mm -hmm. But all of those things, you know, and then for me, just having a deeper level of understanding in that and actually looking in Nashville and not being from the city, but realizing that there aren't too many places. If you don't know someone to mm -hmm. really get connected, you kind of sit on the outskirts. Yeah. So for me, it was about looking at that. And then after that, it was the market research and just really looking at it as a whole. And it's not just an, an uh, opportunity for Nashville. It's an opportunity beyond the four walls or beyond the state, because when you look at the, the, broad, scale, the broad scale and landscape, there are four generations in the workplace or in the market. But there are very, very few conversations about how you transition well, because people don't stay in roles long enough or people don't actually take the time to work on themselves to transition successfully. So what would you say, you know, because everybody's situation is different. For me, I was preparing mm -hmm. for the transition, but the layoff came before mm -hmm. the complete plan was, complete. you know, mm -hmm. complete. And I, you know, I thank God that I've been able to weather the storms and, and make it these last five years, but what would you say would be the, your top three things that one should consider uh, while in that period of transitioning? Mm -hmm. if, they, if they know that they're ready to move to whatever that next thing is, what are the three things that they should consider before physically making the leap or physically transitioning into that next? I think the first thing I would say is your commitment. Mm -hmm. You have to be committed to the transition mm -hmm. and seeing it through. The reason why I say that is what tends to happen is people fall into something I call frustration fatigue. Okay. Where you make the transition and you're trying, you're trying, you're trying, you're trying, you're trying, and nothing's working. You get frustrated. You revert back to whatever old habit or process or old way it was that mm -hmm. you were and sometimes find themselves in different spaces. Doesn't mean that it was a failure. Mm -hmm. Just means that it was a learning. So the first one I would have to say is recognize and really understand are you committed to making the change and transition you can't and the analogy i use is say for instance this is a type rope type rope and you're here and there and you're right here trying to get there but you're holding on to a post here you can't move forward or backwards mm -hmm. so at the end of the day you don't move at all and a lot of the times people approach transitioning the same way i'm holding on to what i know but I'm not really trying to let go to get there, but you don't get anywhere. In that space, you just consume resources, time, and energy, and you find yourself in the frustration fatigue. So the first thing I'd say is commitment. The second thing I would say is really take an honest look at your financials. And, mm -hmm. you know, I am a, excuse me, a big proponent of having faith and definitely operating in the spirit of faith you also have to prepare for that mm -hmm. season, you know, and understanding what your your financial um, appetite is allows you to know what changes you need to make to your life. Um, I think what I have seen and found, especially in working with uh, businesses, is that people like to transition or try to transition without making changes. Yes. And <laughs> sometimes you have to, you know, mm -hmm. 
change your car or modify instead of doing Verizon or some of these other companies, you take on something a little bit lower. You really take a look at, okay, well, where are my finances at right now? What are the strategic decisions I really need to make? What is a necessity? And be comfortable with that. The third thing I always say is get a view of where you're going. And that's if it's a vision board, if it's something you want to put up that that reminds you of why you're doing what you're doing. Because to be completely honest with you, the days of not wanting to move forward, the days of frustration, the days of feeling like you're banging your head, they will occur. That is a part of the process. Mm-hmm. That's a part of the character building. Right. You know, when you look at trees, they grow, the roots grow their deepest during the winters, mm. not during the spring when things are great. It's during the winter when they have to seek out water. It's the same thing with us. And it's seeing the shift in those seasons where it doesn't feel so good as opportunities to build the depth that carries you taller as if we were to use the analogy of a tree. Mm -hmm. So those would be the three things that I would, you know, I would say is make sure you know your finances, be rooted in doing the transition for the long term and being mindful of um, frustration. If I were to add one is, or can I add two? Sure. (laughs) Is um, celebrate the small wins. Celebrate the small wins. Celebrate the small wins. You call a client today, they say no. Tomorrow you call, you get a yes. Treat yourself with trust to some ice cream. What that do is it re or it encourages the same behavior over and over again. And that's what you want. You want to build endorphins. Yes. You know, on that aspect. And then two, give yourself the the forgiveness. Mm. If you don't get it right the first time, no one learns how to walk the first time they stand. It's a gradual process. And the trajectory is not this. It's down and then it's a jagged edge sword on the way back up. And what you want to do is make sure that you're going in the right direction and minimizing the amount of variability. Yes. And that's one of the things that we teach and we'll talk about that in the, in the conference as well. But okay. just understanding that allows you to, to go through it and not get as discouraged. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, I hope that this information that Sherelle has provided is inspiring you for those of you who live in Nashville, on the outskirts of Nashville, or even in another state, and you're interested in coming to the bridge, the Transitioners Retreat, all you have to do is to go where? Yes, so you go to bridgeretreat.eventbrite.com. Bridgeretreat.eventbrite.com. And I'll share that also in the post. So. If you are looking for the link to find out more information, just look in the post and you will find the link for the Eventbrite uh, page that will have the information. Is there anything else that you would like to leave with those who are listening, those who uh, will catch this live? Um, What else would you like to share with them? I would simply say if you find yourself in a space of transition, know that you don't have to do it alone. Mm that there are resources and people around that are invested in your success and being able to weather that change successfully. And then if I were to go beyond bridge, I would say, you know, live a life where you recognize, as the analogy you said, life is your canvas. And don't just check the boxes in life, but create them. Life is your canvas. Don't just check the box in life, but you create them. So I want to thank you for joining us today for this brief interview 
uh, with Miss Sherelle Lands or Lons. <laughs> and I appreciate you supporting the podcast each and every week. You know, I am the type of person who is grateful for those of you who listen each week, who download each week. We are approaching about a thousand downloads every month. And so I am so appreciative of you supporting the Marquee Brain Podcast. If you haven't done so already, please go to iTunes or your favorite podcast app and leave us a comment about today's mm-hmm. interview and let us know what your thoughts are. And then also let us know if you're coming to uh, the conference. It is over a course of two days in the month of August. And so we hope to see you there. I want to leave uh, this with you. It's a quote that I've adopted as a part of my foundation of my own business, and it's by Dr. Miles Monroe. He says that the greatest tragedy in life is life without purpose, life that simply has no direction. Moreover, life's greatest failure is to be successful at the wrong assignment. Hope you have a great rest of your day and your week, and just remember this, always shoot for the top because it's the bottom that's overcrowded. Take care.